This episode of the Tony Robbins Podcast is brought to you by Tony Robbins Results Coaching. Are you ready to experience an extraordinary quality of life? Or maybe you're already doing well, but you know you can take your life to a whole new level. To do that, you have to set yourself up to win. You need a process, a way to consistently grow and produce the results that you need. That's what a Tony Robbins Results Coach can do for you. Whatever area in your life you want to change, your relationship, your health, your career, your business, coaching is one of the most valuable tools you can have. It's an investment in yourself, and it can yield some of the highest returns. Tony Robbins Results Coaches are hand-selected and trained by the master of coaching, Tony Robbins himself, to have the skills that will empower you with supreme focus, powerful insight, and the accountability needed to achieve everything you've ever dreamed. To help you get started, Tony is offering podcast listeners a free results coaching strategy session with one of his top coaches. It's a $200 value, and you're getting it for free. Visit TonyRobbins.com results. Schedule that free session today. What does it mean to be truly wealthy? Is it having your dream home? Buying an expensive car? Is it when you're rich enough to have your own private plane? If you ask Armando Cristian Perez, who you most likely know as a musician Pitbull, wealth has absolutely nothing to do with money. It has only to do with happiness. In this episode, Tony sits down with Pitbull to talk about his journey to achieving success. Because today, Pitbull is on top of the world. He's a world-renowned musician, performer, business entrepreneur, fashion icon, and actor whose career sales have exceeded 5 million albums and over 60 million singles worldwide. He's had number one hits in more than 15 countries, and his videos have over 5 billion views. His social reach matches audiences of some TV networks around the world. But none of this came easily. Tony and Pitbull sat down and they talked about the power of failure. They talked about why our biggest setbacks can be our biggest gifts. And they discussed what it means to cut the noise out of your life and focus on what really matters. They share their belief that if you want real wealth in your life, you have to cultivate joy, surround yourself with people that make you better, and always find a way to give back. Basketball set me up for the music business. Because in the music business, if you ask me, and I say this in, in one of my albums, I say, I'm involved in the music business, but half of these folks don't know music and don't know business, have no business in music, what is this? Yeah. And it's just the truth. So imagine if I'm dealing with a bunch of people that are telling me the kind of music I need to put out, the kind of things I need to do, the kind of movement I need to be a part of, uh, or even trying to categorize me as an artist, well, it took the discipline from basketball, the fighter, mm. understanding teamwork, understanding what it is to involve yourself with people that are aligned with the same vision and apply it to the music business. Now, if the music business would have been as sharp as they should have been, in the late 90s, they wouldn't have sued Napster. They would have bought Napster. In the late 90s, they wouldn't have told Steve Jobs, oh, no, we don't want to do a deal with uh, iTunes. They would have got a piece of iTunes. They would have found a way to partner up. And in turn, they would have been a part of the iPhone, iPad, I everything at this point. Correct? So I learned from what they, what, what they were doing. Bottom line is, failure has been the mother of all success with everything that I've been, been involved with. And I seen a line the other day that I thought was great where they say, you don't make mistakes, mistakes make you. Mm. That's, That's been my life. That's all learned, I've done. If you learn from them what you have. You have to learn from them. Yeah. And I've, 
I've learned from the worst, but listen to the best. Figure out that riddle and figure out success, and that's why I'm on stage right now with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> your life has not been without pain and not been without problems. You know, people see someone who's so successful as you are, and they miss that. Tell us about, if you would, some of those darker days early on, and how'd you get through it? Because everyone has dark days, but not everybody finds the way through it. How'd you do it? Well, at first, I didn't really understand the life that I was living. What I mean by that, I thought it was just everybody's normal. As you start to grow, you look back and you go, wow, wait a second. I was going through things at five, six years old that I shouldn't have been going through. But I thank God for that. And, and I thank God for those experiences because it wouldn't have built the character to be able to be on the stage and have this conversation. Yes. So things such as I grew up around, and this isn't nothing about being a victim. It's just me being real with y'all. And hopefully you guys take it, motivate, motivate yourself, inspire yourself. And I'm hoping one way or another it helps you with whatever path and journey you guys are trying to create. But I grew up around drugs, I grew up around abuse, I grew up around um, alcoholism, drug addiction, I mean, you name it, pimps, everything was around. But I didn't understand it, I just thought, oh, okay, that's Joseito, that's Miguelito, that's Armandito, that's just our normal. But it started to shape me. And when I mean abuse, I, didn't, I don't mean I was abused, Everybody in my family was abused. Mm. So you have to, abuse is a very interesting thing. It could either make you stronger or it can make you a victim. Yep. I, I, I think it's um, an acquired taste. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area when it comes to that. Either you become an animal or you succumb to the system or, or the abuse, let's just say. <clears throat> so I got a chance to read everybody in my family's different plays. So my grandmother was a revolutionist and a revolutionary, and a part of, the, of, of what went on in Cuba when, when Castro took over. And she was one of the first four women to fight with Castro in something called La Sierra Maestra, which is when they fought in the mountains, okay? So having a grandmother that's a rebel, an aunt that is a, a political prisoner, because when they figured out what was going on, they had to, they couldn't write each other, they had to meet in certain spots, and nobody could see them talking because if not, they knew that they knew what the play, which was the play was, which was that Castro wasn't the right play. Right. So they, they started. Too to, late. Yeah, it was too late. So they started to figure out ways to get my mother and my aunt out, which was Operation Peter Pan. Operation Peter Pan was, I mean, basically a hustle through religion to get them out of Cuba into the United States of America, and that's how my mother came over here and my aunt. The reason that I tell you this story, because those are the women that built me. My grandmother, my aunt, and my mother. So when you're sitting down with someone that makes you breakfast and start, starts talking to you about, do you ask yourself these questions? Do you see where you're going to be? Do you see what's going on? Do you see the opportunity you have in this country? Do you see how you can take advantage of this freedom that you have in this country? Do you see that you can control your own destiny without somebody coming over here and taking everything away from your family or killing everybody in your family? Basically letting me know, my friend, everything we went through is to roll the red carpet out for you. And whatever you think you may be going through right now, it's nothing compared right. to what we went through. That's right. Have you know? a hand for that. Thank you. And that's what allowed me to see darker days. Like, what are we talking about at this point? I haven't been through, and pardon my French, I don't speak French, but I haven't been through shit compared to what my grandmother went through, my aunt went through, my mother went through, and my father went through. 
And all I'm doing is taking what they've taught me and applied it and taking full advantage of the fact that I can control my own destiny. And you went, as you say, you made your life from a negative to a positive. Always from a negative to a positive and, and started to, they say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. We say in Spanish, dime con quien tu anda y te digo quien tu eres, which is, you know, tell me who you hang with, I'm going to tell you who you are. Yeah. So I started, dale que tu puedes. Started to envision the circles that I wanted to be in in life, okay? And what I mean by that is, look, guys, there's no hidden agenda. We're all here to generate one way or another and make money. One thing is to make money. The other thing is when you let money make you. And I know billionaires out here that have made all kinds of money and are miserable. And I'll tell you the worst prison sentence in life you can have is have all the money in the world and be miserable. Yeah. You know? So I'm here to just talk to you guys about enjoying the journey, enjoying what it is when you do create something, and know when something, you, you don't ever want to be that person where more is never enough. You got to have fun. Yeah. You got to be happy. That's why I wish the Forbes list, instead of it being the wealthiest uh, human beings in the world, it should be the happiest human beings in the world. Huh? I understand uh, a member of your family had you listen to some Tony Robbins tapes. <laughs> when was that happening? So this is, I used to live in a, in a neighborhood in Miami called Carroll City. Carroll City is a very interesting neighborhood and still is. You know? They even tried to change the name, Miami Gardens. It's still interesting. And when I'm, when I'm growing up in this neighborhood, when my mother could take me to school, she pop in a Tony Robbins tape. Believe me, the last, I'm going to tell you Carol City style, the last moment I was trying to listen to was Tony <laughs> Robbins. Okay. So I'm in, I'm in the car. and It's an 82 Pinto. Got to go outside, roll the windows down, let the heat out, uh, get the, you know, the, the, the motor going. So when his tape's in there, I'm trying to listen to Two Live Crew, Poison Clan, you know, N.W.A. at the time. Matter of fact, from Atlanta, they had uh, Two Hype Brothers, which is a song called Doodoo Brown back in the day. I'm trying to listen to this. So I went to go touch the radio, and my, my mother, anybody that knows my mother, she's a, she's a tough cookie. And she hits me, bah! And she said, uh, did you pay for this car? I said, no. Nah. She said, don't touch my radio then. So I would listen to Tony on the way to school, and it was subliminally getting to me one way or another. One thing is for your mother to tell you something, but one thing is when it's reassured and reconfirmed by somebody else. And he had a, a story on the tape about um, Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. And then he ran into a thousand and some changed no's. I'm thinking, damn, it's hard for me to hear one no. Imagine a thousand no's. I'm like, man, if he could take on a thousand no's, create Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I like his chicken, <laughs> I think this guy's on to something. <laughs> and that's how it worked out. So throughout the years, I started to apply um, the philosophy and then creating my own ways of looking at things where I created slogans such as, there's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. It all depends on how you want to look at it. Have a hand for that. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. So next thing I know, I'm running into Tony. We start uh, 
trading messages through certain people that put us together. So I go from the kid in Miami, Cuban kid, light skin, blue ass, ends up in the rap game. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that happened, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. Ends up in the rap game. One of my mentors in the business is Little John, happened to be a boy out of the ATL. You know? And Luther Campbell, because I said, if I want to be anything in Miami, mind you, everybody was telling me not to sign with Luke because Two Live Crew wasn't cool at the time, and this was in the late 90s. I said, well, I want to be anything in Miami. I got to deal with the king of Miami. So fast forward, I end up getting the Hollywood star, and little John's there, Luke is there, and Tony's there. It goes to show you, it comes full circle. So the only reason I come out and have these conversations is because at least through music and my journey, you guys can see that it's tangible. It's something that's for real. We don't talk about it. We be about it. When you really apply it, it comes to life. Because sometimes it can become almost a lecture instead of something, motivation. Oh, I get it. I know what he's going to say. You should do this with your life. You should look at it this way. You should look at it that No, 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 no. I'm here to tell you I've applied it, pivoted in my life. It's nothing crazy. It's a tweak. It's, it's things that you just, well, I mean, story of my life when it comes to records, I'm not the most talented one, but goddamn, I can remix the shit out of a record and make it something else. <laughs> and that's why I say, you know, the music business, I always tell everybody, it's 90% business, 10% talent. Yeah. And usually the ones that get caught up on the talent side, I wish I could say everything in Spanish and English and kind of make it make sense, but in Spanish, talento. No, Talento is talent. But if you also flip it, talento means really slow. So it all depends on how you utilize the word talent in Spanish. That's interesting. And I tell people all the time when it comes to the music business, that's exactly what it is. A lot of people get caught up in the fact of them wanting to be so talented that the business uses them instead of Utilizing the business, they just become another number, another statistic, and another, what do they call one-hit wonders, let's just say. You know? And well, that's what we try not to life do. And in business, most people, even in their own businesses, let their business takes them over instead of them running their business. The same exact thing in any business, it's really true. And a lot of business owners in this room. Tell me, what's been one of your most proudest accomplishments in your career so far? And then maybe mention, if you would, because you've become an entrepreneur yourself, and you also are philanthropist on a major scale. It's one of the reasons we're dear friends, is I respect and love you so much, not only for your business ability and your talent and your pop, but you're always giving back. I was just at your concert in Miami, and you're so beloved there because you've never forgot your roots. Tell us a little bit about what's been one of your proudest moments, accomplishments, and what do you do in him that gives you juice outside of what you do here as a singer, as a pop star, as a rapper? Well, for one, thank you, and I love you back. Um, I use... Cubans, we live our life by little slogans, so you get life quick through a couple lines. In English, they, they say, if you don't stand for some, you'll fall for anything. Yes. Okay? If you don't know where you're from, you don't know where you're going. So it's little quotes that really switch my mind. I don't, I don't try to complicate things. Simplicity is the key to success. And spe speaking of success, and what I was talking about before was I took the word success and started playing with it. Because first you succeed. Succeed is making it. Success is how do you maintain it. And then successful is when you understand what it is to be to succeed and success. But in each part of the journey, notice in the, in the word, is suck. 
succeed, success, successful. And when you get the success, you're giving people access to suck in excess. It's real shit. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. And you got to be able to deal with those kind of things. A lot of people don't know how to get there, and that's where their business ends up running them, let's just yeah. say. So for me, proudest moments in my career, I was at iHeartRadio Awards in Miami, and they gave me an award, and I would say my kids can't eat awards, which is just the truth. All right? I appreciate them, but not even the pawn shop's going to take it. So just like when they gave me the key to the city of Miami, I'm like, what the fuck does this shit really open? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to get, you know, a tax break or something? Or? I appreciate it. I really do. But when I get this award, it was an award from kids that we were graduating in SLAM, a charter school that we've opened in Miami in one of my old neighborhoods in Little Havana. And that meant the world to me. And when I hit that stage, I got hit with such a high. I didn't even know what was going on with me. That you speak from such a place that it's, it's passion that's in there. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a hunger. It's a drive. It's a struggle that you let out. And it was my way of protecting these kids that everybody writes off. Nobody believes in. I was one of them. I was on tour before I went on a, on a, on a tour musically. I was on tour. Uh, I went to 25 schools throughout my life. Different neighborhoods, different cities, different states. So to be able to be up there representing these kids that stand for everything that I know, that I believe in, and they relate because we had the same struggle, meant the world to me. To be able to be on that stage with them and accept that award for them. Thank you. And in that same concert that you went to, which was an honor to have Tony there jamming, having a great time, I had two kids that graduated, and that was my promise to them. I said, look, if you guys graduate and you stick to the books, I'll allow you to come on stage and dance at one of our concerts, which were the break dancers that came out in the middle of the yeah. show and started doing their thing. One of them happens to be one of the top break dancers in the world right now wow. as we speak. So to be able to see them go up there and start to live their dream, as I always say, why dream when you can live it? Just wake up. <laughs> really that simple. <laughs> really is. Those are very, very, very proud moments for me. And the slam school that he has, and there's a series of them now being yes. created, is sports, leadership, and management, and they teach in a totally different way. And if you saw the school in the middle of Little Havana, which has been an area that's been blighted, that he built with his partners, it will blow you away. I, I, was, I was like, I would have loved to have gone to the school. It's too extraordinary. Tell us as we wrap up before you perform, what are two or three tips that you would give people that could help them accelerate their success? You've talked about a lot of things, but what are a couple things that might take it to another level for somebody? And, and maybe also just from a practical perspective, one of the things that helped you go international was you rode a horse really well, which is, and I didn't know this, I was at your concert the other night, you mentioned it, you've never told me this before, but you've been, you got in the first Fast and Furious, and then you've been in every one, is that true? So tell yes. me a little bit about what are some of the tools that can help help you accelerate and maybe tell us what, what role did that have in spreading your music around the world as well? Well, for one, I always tell people, patience, passion, and perseverance equals success, okay? We live in a society that is not now, it's right now. It's instant gratification, okay? Doesn't exist, guys. Does not exist. When I was around boys selling dope in the neighborhood, they always had some. They would say, dope money comes quick, leads quicker. 
That's the society we're living in right now. You want to live for a slow but a for show, something that's going to, it's a marathon, not a sprint, let's just say. Yeah. My number one advice to everybody here right now, because I see everybody on it, cut out the noise. And what I mean by the noise is that phone can be a lot of noise in your life. It could be a lot of noise in your life. You got to know how to access the access. There's like almost too much information that it doesn't allow you to really focus on what you want to do in your life. Yeah. And I, I tell people all the time, we take so many pictures now, we miss the big picture. We're so connected, we're disconnected. Yeah. We want everything so, flat, so fast that we're the ones becoming slower. Yeah. Slower mentally, slower physically, slower emotionally, slower spiritually. And what you really got to figure out is, what do you want out of this journey? And that's really, I always tell people when I, when I, I do business with them, I say, look, it's not about the money, it's about the journey. Because there's nothing better when you're doing business. Nobody believes in it. You can't. You won't. It will never will happen. It's going to fail. Horrible idea. Then it becomes that you're the most genius thing that did it, successful at it. And what better than to trade a story with a partner like that? Do you remember when nobody would believe in it? You remember when this happened? Remember? Yeah. There's no money that can buy that. There's no price on them kind of stories. So that's what I live for. I live to be an underdog. I live to get knocked down. I live to fail. I live to trip. I live to fall. I live to slip. You know? Thank you. We're all, you know, we live in a world where we're drowning in information and we're starving for wisdom. Correct. Right? And, you know, we live in a place where so many people, every person I know, and I, I know it's true for you too, we've talked about this before, who is incredibly successful, their greatest joy is always talking about the shit times, right? Because it's like, it makes you appreciate it. Because if everything you wanted, you just got instantly, you'd be bored out of your mind. It's the challenge, it's overcoming it, and it's the people that we get to interact with that make our life fulfilling, and it's where the memories come from, right? Final question, what's next for Pitbull? You've conquered the planet in your area. I mean, I know this is only the beginning for you, brother, but tell me, what, what's the next level? What's the next thing you're focused on? Where are you going now? Well, you guys seen the goals. I've been putting out the goals since 09 publicly. And I look forward to, we have a lot of things going on right now. Uh, I'm on tour right now with Enrique Iglesias. He's always giving us amazing opportunities. He's a great partner. We have a sold out tour all around the States. I have a Vegas residency in, in, coming up now in July, the second leg of the tour in the United States. Then we're gonna hit the whole world. And we're building things, creating an, an, an immense portfolio, but to me the most important thing is, is what we can do with education. Yes. And, and I'm, uh, <laughs> I hope there's a bunch of teachers out there and administrating <laughs> principals, and I'm gonna tell you why. My mother told me there's nobody stupid and nobody dumb in life. It's all about, you gotta figure out how you learn. Me personally, I can read the shit out of a page for you. I get to the third page and then I go, what the fuck did I just read on the first page? Okay? But I figured out that wasn't my strong suit. I'm a good learner by listening, watching, and hands-on. Yep. And that's what I've applied in my life. So what I wanted to do was create that for the kids. Because if you can create a mind, I always say this, is if you teach it to believe in itself, mold it when it's a sponge, and teach it that life is gonna, it's gonna come at you swinging. It's not gonna be like mom, dad, tia, your aunt, your grandmother, and always want the best for you. Now nah, it's gonna knock you on your ass and stand right over you like Muhammad Ali did and say, all right, now get back up if you want to because I got another one better for you. When you could get back up and say, I love to get hit. Keep them coming, keep them coming. Well then guess what? Now life starts to look different. Now it's a sport, now it's fun, now it's a hobby. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to teach these kids yeah. because what they're about to get dealt 
I want them to be able to make educated decisions, especially what we see everything going on in this world right now. We're living in a world that you're getting fed a lot of false information. And you got to be smart enough to just ask that extra question of going, is that the truth? Is that, is that what really happened? And, and a lot of, well, I think it's the best philosophy I can use right now is the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. And everybody's looking at the tail right now and not even understanding how this dog can bite them in the ass right now. All around the world, and me traveling the world, I've gotten a chance to see how people manipulate news, not only through, uh, through media, but also through your phones and everything that you look up. So how are you going to make a decision if you're not educated and know which way to move? No? Yeah. So it becomes cattle walking into a slaughterhouse, basically. Yeah. If you're not a critical if you, thinker, if you're, you're not a critical, and you're going to get slaughtered. And, and to be a critical thinker is everything you want to apply and anything that you want to do in life, bottom line. In business, you want to get better at business? Okay, then. Be critical, think to a level of where you enjoy that journey. Don't let it outthink you like we were saying before. Yes. Because then it's not worth it. There's no money in the world that's worth that. I've told Tony this before. I wouldn't want to be involved with a billion dollar business to have a trillion dollar headache. You can keep that shit. Yes. I'd rather be happy. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, that's what we've all talked about tonight. Yes, sir. Brother, thank you for sharing my Armando behind the pit bull, this beautiful soul that we all love. The Tony Robbins Podcast is directed and hosted by Tony Robbins and Mary Buckheit. Annie Org is our editorial director and occasional host. The podcast is produced by Carrie Song and Tyler Colbertson. Jamie Carvajal and Adriel De La Torre are our digital editors. Special thanks to Diane Adcock for her creative review. Copyright Robbins Research International.